0: Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, The Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening.
1: Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. I am Tower and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests, correspondence, and inquiries for the WIBR Warren Radio Network to us. Through our contact page on warn-usa.com. You can follow the WIBR Warn Radio on Sayscape, Telegram, USA.life, MeWe, CloudHub, Tumblr, LinkedIn, Linktree, Pure Social, and Gab Social. And you can listen to our shows through the following carriers Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor. Deezer, and Podchaser. And also, you can go to warn-usa.com or Dana Glenn Smith to listen to the shows there. And don't miss the latest articles by The Watchman. You can find prophetic winner of our discontent on warn-usa.com or danaglennsmith.com We move from the pages of John Steinbeck's acclaimed novel to the words of a Shakespeare play and on to the current events in America, the pages of the 60s revolution, to the burning of America and overthrow of the foundations this nation has forged through the fire of the past. The winter of discontent has revealed itself. And on Dana Glenn Smith, don't miss, Redemptive Light Shines, the redemptive light shines in this world, and we know darkness cannot comprehend it. And now I welcome in the Watchmen.
0: You are listening to Warn Radio
1: Thanks, Dana. How are you doing tonight?
0: Well, I'll tell you, I'm doing uh, fine and dandy, although it's colder than you know what out there. Mm-hmm. And, of course, this goes down the entire U.S. And, you know, we've had this exact same pattern that's been a number of years ago. I don't know if it dates back 10 years or not, but I remember us talking about it. And this thing had come down from Canada and pretty much covered the entirety of the U.S., including the South. you remember that?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: And this one, when I was looking at what they were doing today, and they've been changing uh, this thing every day, you know. I mean, I've, I looked at this before it ever got here, and they had one thing. And then as it got closer, they changed it. And then when it got here, they changed it. And, and even now, once we were in it, they, they still changed it. So, um,
1: Good grief.
0: Yeah, yeah. So this is really February. I was thinking it was January weather. But February can be really, really cold as well.
1: Yeah, I think we should have had this kind of weather in January because it would be behind us now.
0: You know, that's a good idea. Yeah. Let's file a chit and protest.
1: (laughs) Who are you going to protest to?
0: (laughs) Well, I've already asked the Lord for warmer weather. (laughs) It didn't take much persuasion. But at any rate, so I'm going to get into this.
1: Okay, we'll see on the other side.
0: Okay. We are in the righteous reign, the two key words I use before each particular part. This is Isaiah's prophetic book, part 80. And when I look at this, let me go up here. And we, the last verse we were talking about is uh, verse 2 of 32 and a man shall be as a hiding place taking refuge from the wind in a covert a place of shelter and safety um, and from the tempest as rivers of water in a dry place as a shadow of a great wa- rock in a weary land um, and before that it, verse one behold the king shall reign that was Hezekiah and, uh, and so we're looking at the righteous reign and uh, you know you really think about it and when you watch what happens with uh, the prophets and especially Isaiah and uh, you can see the different rulers and you can see what happens and uh... You know, the only issue here is, you know, what happens if it happens to us in real life? Well, it already has. You had uh, Trump doing one thing. He had the borders closed and he had a lot of other things going on. And now Biden's opened everything up and uh, there's a lot of unsettled problems. There's 14 states getting ready to uh, sue the Biden administration uh, because of other stuff that he's done. So, you know, just between, you know, various kings and us, just between presidents, I mean, there was a big difference between Obama, you know, and the previous president, and Obama and the one that followed him. And uh, now when we look at Isaiah, you know, things have changed because, (coughs) you know, Judah got caught up in a lot of, Immoral idol worship because of Ahaz and Jezebel You know and you follow that back and and you, uh, or f- forward rather from the Old Testament to the New Testament You know uh, Even John when writing of the harlot among the churches He mentions Jezebel And so you know it, it's not good To be a Jezebel uh, I had an old prophet friend that Tower and I was at one of his meetings and he was preaching about Jezebel. You know, and and there's there's a lot of Jezebels to, around today and there's a lot of Ahaz's. And uh so there's a lot of things that you have to be aware of. Now, remember we're we're seeing a change here. And Isaiah's referring to a righteous reign now. Although we look at this and we, you know, say, well, this is representing Hezekiah's reign and you could try to put it in in the history books that way. He was a good king um, and he he did not do as uh, Ahaz had done. And God did deliver him and his people uh, from the Assyrians who attacked him and they were at the gates of Jerusalem. But yet the fulfillment of that totally, you know, is really when you look at the uh, millennial reign of Christ, because he is known as the greater son of David. He's the one that will fulfill uh, the prophecies given to David concerning that uh, the fact of him having uh, his forebears, the ones that follow him, uh, you know, to rule and reign on the throne. Well in verse 3 of this. uh, And the eyes of them that see. Shall not be dim. And the ears of them. That hear shall hearken. Now you see this is. (laughs) You may think they're talking about getting them glasses. You know. But the problem with Judah. And even America today. (laughs) And there's a lot of nations like this. Israel. Israel. Um, there's prophecy on Israel about this as well. And, uh, when you're blinded, you're blinded. I mean, you can walk around, you can look and you can see what's happening and you're still blinded. You don't see a thing. And, but here it says in the eyes of them that see. Shall not be dim and the ears of them that hear shall hearken. In other words, their understanding is going to open up. They're going to know what has happened. They're going to know what the Lord has done. Um, and and it's amazing thing that when we talk about Judah now, see, we couldn't, we can't really say the same thing about the Northern tribes. They were carried captive, but see, they didn't have the temple. They didn't have the Levites there. Um, they kind of developed their own system and got other gods in and really got in trouble. Um, but, uh, you see, for instance, if we move ahead, to the day of Jeremiah. Uh, not to forget, of course, Isaiah. Uh, and and that's the fact that, you know, a lot of the, you know, the chief priests, um, the prophets that were there then, and uh, the political people, in, including the king, I mean, they were all blinded in Jeremiah's day. They saw Jeremiah, they listened to Jeremiah, and they didn't want to hear him. And so there is there is that part when a nation and its leaders reject the Lord God, reject his message totally. And, uh, you know, the thing that we have in America is there is a segment of this country that have rejected totally uh, the Lord. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Now, there's a lot of them that will still go to church once in a while. Yeah, but they they've totally rejected a lot of the uh, things as we speak about, and so if we look at Isaiah 35, this is moving ahead, four through seven. Say to them that are that are of a fearful heart, be strong, fear not. Your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as a heart and the tongue of the dumb shall sing for the wilderness. Uh, for in the wilderness shall waters break out and streams in the desert. And the parched ground shall become a pool. And the thirsty land springs of water and the habitation of dragons where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes. Now see, really, some of this is prophecy that has actually happened to Israel when Israel took it over. You know, before Israel really got in there, it was just... Uh, Dry spot in the desert. They didn't have what they have today. Matter of fact. One of the premier. uh, You know. There's a lot of things about uh, Israel. Their technology. uh, Their ability. Like Intel. To have uh, a lot of our chips. And various other things. There's other chips besides Intel. Um, But. uh, There was also. That Israel developed. Uh, a watering system to water their crops where they won't waste a drop it, it's one of the for, uh, foremost there is and when you're in a place that is short of water that's what you need to do and so it's just a side note here that what this is referring to is uh, a blessing and a time that uh, There will be those that are uh, fearful heart because of things that are going on around them, especially when your enemy is there. But your God will come with vengeance. Even God with a vengeance, he will come and save you. Now, see, we relate this to the literally coming of the Lord. Uh, But see, the Lord did come and save them at the gates of Jerusalem when he delivered them from Judah. I mean, uh, not Judah, but uh, excuse me, uh, the Assyrians. And uh, the problem you get into is that when they fell away, uh, you know, the Assyrian message was, you need to draw close to me and stay there. But by the time uh, passed uh, and Jeremiah came around, Judah had backslid again. And uh, the next time would be with Babylon and God would not deliver them. And so this is the issue. Will God deliver us or will not God deliver us? Now, see, with Israel, it depended on where they were with the Lord. But the final analysis of this is is when we get down to the coming of the Messiah, uh, the Lord. He's already come on the cross to bring us redemption. He's coming again to bring in his kingdom. And it'll be at that time that uh, um, when we look at Scripture, Zechariah is a really good one. And uh, Daniel has some good passages. But it reveals how the Lord does come and save them from their enemy at that time. And this is toward the end uh, when the Lord sets up his kingdom. And what we call... At the end of the uh, tribulation period. Uh, of course there's others that put. Uh, the coming of the Lord a lot. lot quicker than that. But that's a mere. Uh, semantics and. Interpretation. But. Uh, we're looking in verse three. And the eyes of them that see. And see the. Th- the big issue here. You know, when people become Christians, they don't just automatically become Christians. They don't automatically just understand they must be born again. The Spirit of God must touch them. And I remember uh, Tower and I used to talk to, uh, talk about this many, many years ago when we were In one of our first churches and Brother Kennedy was there. That was our pastor at the time. And uh, we used to talk about how these things can change. You know, how um, before you really uh, were where you should have been, you don't really talk about the Lord much. And then once you come to the Lord... You can fellowship and enjoy it and talk for hours. And that's why after a church service, especially on a Sunday night, you would go down to the local A&W and you would sit around with all the others and you would get your tables and have a snack and drink your root beer and you would sit there for another hour or two talking. And you'd be talking about the Lord and stuff. Now, see, you can't do that if you haven't the foggiest idea what's going on. Or you don't care. You're not born again. It's just going to bore you. And so this is talking about a definite deliverance. A definite opening of the eyes of Israel. And it's connected in part to many passages that relate to the millennium. Uh, And also we can even put some of this in as a time of when. Uh, Israel got into the land and what happened as a result of them being in the land And uh, so scripture can have multiple fulfillment here and so In verse 4 then it says the heart also of the rash Now some of these uh, some of these uh, Names here are going to be interesting the heart of the rash Now, the rash here are people who are quick to judgment and they take a course of action that's unwise, you know, rash. They are impulsive. They kind of reminds me of Peter. You might say things you shouldn't say. But the heart of the rash, all of a sudden, it says, shall understand knowledge. So where before they were hasty, And they were quick to judgment and maybe say things they shouldn't have or whatever. Suddenly, they have knowledge. And they think on what has happened and what they should say. Or what is going on or the real interpretation. And they understand. Now, see, then there is the tongue of the stammerers. Now, if you're a Pentecostal, this isn't talking about speaking in tongues. This is those who are unable to speak or think with distinctness or understand with certainty on the things of God. And this really reminds me of a lot of modern-day Christians, a lot of modern-day people who classify themselves as Christians, but uh, really never been truly born again. They really don't get into the Bible heavy. They really don't understand theology. They don't understand prophecy. Um, And they can talk about general things, but specific things they don't know. But it says now they will have the gifts of discernment. They will know the truth expressing themselves and they'll be able to speak plainly about it and understand. Now, what this reminds me of is the New Testament born again experience and then the ultimate filling. Uh, Of course, when you become saved, you have the spirit of God that comes. But there's another fulfillment, which we call the infilling. But there's also the gifts of the Spirit and the fruits of the Spirit. And there's a lot of this, that when you become a Christian and you're really born again, you've really been changed, that all of a sudden you have knowledge. Now all of a sudden you can understand. And as the more you read and the more you study and the more you look at things, the Spirit of God opens it up to you. And where before you... Really didn't explain it. You didn't understand it. Now all of a sudden you read a passage and you, can say, oh wow! And folks, I know how this works. <laughs> I do it all the time. And and there's an insight there. There's the spirit of God that can guide you. And uh, you know uh, of all this here, there's the rash. And then there's the the tongue of the stammerers. You know, the blundering manner, just stammering. They weren't distinct, weren't able to really understand it, couldn't express themselves. Now, this, this is not necessarily reflecting the fact that they're mentally incapable. This is just that they don't because they don't understand it, period. You know, they may be uh, a great statesman. They may be a great king, but they don't quite... Uh, understand anything else if you remember Paul uh, speaking before Kings um, you know one of the kings he was uh, talking about one of the rulers uh, that he had go before um, had said Paul you almost persuade me to be a Christian and you know, this is, you know, he wasn't quite sure what Paul had been talking about. He he wasn't a Christian. He knew the traditions of uh, the Jews. So we're seeing a change here. We're seeing the work of God here. You know, from 32 verse 1, and the presence of God to deliver, the presence of God to make things right the presence of God to open the eyes so people understand and it, it's the same thing when you get into Israel today uh, or get into seeing uh, Gentiles just normal everyday Gentiles or pagans suddenly come to the Lord and they understand uh, there's a story that we're going to do I think next week about a young man who had never had nothing in his whole life never had anything and uh, his background was over in India over in the Middle East somewhere um, where India is India Pakistan and uh, he had plotted to blow up a church you know they were going to blow up a whole bunch of them and so he had made all the plans and he hated Christians and wanted to kill everybody in there so he went inside and he says you count down I'm going to be on the inside and I'll give you the signal and when he went on the inside he saw this young woman giving a testimony and he stood there and this is his you know his words that he was so awestruck at the time he could see himself and he could understand <laughs> it's funny because here's the enemy of God. And we see this all the time on the mission field. He comes in. Going to kill him. And then all of a sudden. He can see that he's a sinner. That Christ. Died on the cross. Well he didn't blow him up. <laughs> he. he Gave his heart to the Lord. And. Uh, he became a pastor. And. uh the rest was history. See, this is the way God works. And it's the same way he worked when we saw the Assyrians come out. The Assyrians thought they were going to whip Judah and take the city. They went clear to the gates of Jerusalem. Even Rabshakei, who stood out there and mocked the people on the gates and the wall, and mocked Hezekiah, and mocked their God, Nobody's been able to deliver them out. You know, no God has been able to deliver you from the Assyrian. And well, at any rate, they all got killed except for the king. He, him, some of his buddies ended up back in back home and he he was killed. The king was killed by his sons in in the house of his God. I think it was Dagon. But see this, these are the things. See, God has brought Israel around here. And people suddenly understand. Now see, unfortunately, this doesn't mean they're all going to understand all the time. Because uh, one of the things about Israel, they had a history of getting into trouble, crying for help. God delivered them. Them were impending, seeing the truth, walking in the ways of the Lord. Then the next generation is a generation that grew up that did not know the Lord. And it happened. And so... In Isaiah 28, 9 through 13, this is something we've already covered. It says in verse 9, Whom shall he teach knowledge, and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breasts. For precept must be on precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. To whom he said, This is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest, this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. But the word of the Lord was up unto them Precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little, that they might go and fall backward, be broken, snared, and taken. Now see, many of them. They heard the word. They heard the word given every day in the temple. They heard the word. It didn't do them any good. And you see, the thing of it is, you have to be weaned from the milk. Paul even talks about that. You know, I would give you meat, but you're still sucking milk from the breast. How can I give you meat, the deep things of God, when you just sit there and drink your milk? You need real meat. You need real sustenance to grow. And this was Israel's problem. You could say they were anemic in the things of God. Because they weren't taking that which was would build them up. But see, the precept upon precept and stammering lips and other tongue, Those both of those verses, there's many charismatics that use this. To delineate um, the evidence of speaking in tongues and given prophecy in tongues and things like this in the charismatic experience, and it's it's one of the verses that best explains what goes on in there. Uh, so these are all little interesting things, but when we apply them to Israel, you know, Israel in the long run is no different than America. Somewhere along the line, America is going to pay for its ignorance, for its stubbornness. Now, you may not think that America has any trouble. You may not think that America will, will ever get to the point where they will be judged or have these kind of problems. But if you, if, if you will look closely, you can see that this country has a terrible time with understanding what's going on with it. There are a lot of things that's been going on and been going on for quite a long time that illustrates the exact place where we are in the prophetic timeline. And there are warnings along the way. There are things you need to understand. But if you don't get into the word, if you don't seek the Lord, and then, of course, if you go to the wrong people and, and they fill you with certain things, you're never going to learn the truth because the blind will lead the blind. And see, all this goes back to the to the point that, you know, they didn't understand. But then, now see, that was under the bad king, you know, when they were following other gods. But when they turned to the Lord and they did so, and, and we see this because they had a good king, whenever Israel had a good king, He led them in the way that they should, and he did, and the good king would do things that God wanted. And he would lead the people that way, and so the blessings would fall, and the people would understand more. But yet, when we get into uh, the other thing, when you get into an evil king, bad things happen. It's no different in America, because I can tell you. That's some of Biden's policies right now. Now, Trump was the exact opposite. He was pro-life. Now, Biden is the exact opposite. Matter of fact, he's going to also open up another thing that Trump put, did away with, uh, and that is America paying for abortions worldwide in various uh, countries. I got news for you, folks. There is such a thing as called blood guilt, and that will bring blood and judgment upon this country. And make no mistake about it, the judgment of the blood, and I've written about this and taught about it exclusively, this you can find from Genesis to Revelation, you can find it in the Gospels, even the Lord just talked about it, and it's real, and it will really bring judgment. And so anybody that tells you that abortion is, has nothing to do with the shedding of blood or anything like that, or that it's okay, are liars. Now, there's a preacher now, Warnock, that is up in Biden's thing, and this guy's profane. He believes that abortion, you know, is the work of the Lord. That's profane. Now, you see, the thing of it is, you need to understand the difference. Now, see, they have hated Trump, but Trump is the one that said several times that Jesus Christ was the leader here. He's he had We've had all kinds of people during Trump's reign who had big gatherings appealing to the Lord regarding this election. Now you see the bottom line of it is there is judgment and there's judgment on this land there's judgment on this people and he who is in power today is is bringing more judgment upon this country. If he would really have known if if he would really know what the truth is and what he's doing he may not do it because what he's doing will assure more judgment on this country than you can ever think now see in verse 6 then gets gets into this he says for the vile now the vile here in the hebrew means fool he will speak villainy or folly that folly is a word uselessness he He's a fool. He'll come out. He'll say things that, you know, um, are just folly. If you do it, I mean, it's just going to bring judgment on you. It ain't going to do anything. And his heart will work iniquity, which is wickedness, sin. They will plot. They will do anything they can. And it actually describes what we see is happening, for instance, in the house. You know, and we saw it for four years. Uh, you know, certain people up there working villainy as fools do, speaking folly, working iniquity, sin and uh, wickedness. Um, and they did it just to cause trouble and get the ends they wanted. But see this, you know, when we look at it talks about those who they're hypocrites, they're vile, they're foolish. They come out and they try to tell you a thing and yet it's it's not true. And in the end it works against the Lord and in many times it's contemptible against the Lord. And if you have someone that is hungry for the things of God, the viler the this particular person is not going to help them now if you have somebody like that in the ministry as we do today that the congregation will go away truly hungry for the true things of God they won't even know that they're not here in the true things of God but they're going to go away hungry because you need anointing and you need to have truth in the Bema seat and so in America There is no truth in the Bema Seat in many churches. Whether they like to hear that or not, that's the way it is. And we're no better than Israel when Israel fell. And we, you know, we're not going to be considering ourselves worse because sin is Sin. So you have this fool talking about all this, trying to bring it out and telling you stuff, and he tries to tell you it's wisdom, try to let you understand this is the way we do things. This is truth. Well, we see this kind of junk all the time. I mean, just today, you know, uh, as I was looking through some of my stuff, uh, some of the news articles coming in, you know, the latest thing of it is, it was directed at a hospital. The hospital was not supposed to say breastfeeding anymore. They had to say chestfeeding to be properly uh, in tune with the transgender men out there that don't have breasts. Among other things. So that's wisdom to them. The wisdom to those riding on the streets is to tear down every statue in America. That's not wisdom. That There's no wisdom connected to that at all. They go burn out business. There's no wisdom to that. We got a lot of vile. Here it's in translated fool. There's a lot of them here. And until you realize... That the Bible talks about fools and folly. You better understand there is such a thing as a fool and the folly that they do. But we have people here today that are leaders of this country. That are acting like fools. That are speaking folly and they work sin and iniquity. They practice practice hypocrisy. And in the end the things that they do work against the Lord. And work against this country and the better things for it. So, all of a sudden, you know, you can look at America and you can see the same thing, but this is talking about Israel, but you can still see America here. Now, Jude, in verse 1, you'll know this one, 10 through 15, if you read the Bible at all. And this was about those who were speaking evil of things they did not know about. And Jude went on to say, but what they know naturally is brute beasts and those things, they corrupt themselves. Woe to them, for they have gone in the way of Cain and ran greedily after the year of Balaam for reward and perished in the gainsaying of Korah. Now, they did everything for gain, you know, money in the pulpit, you know, they get paid well. They have retirement, they have everything else. I mean, most of your priests in the Catholic Church are taken care of. They even got a retirement, you know, a place where they can go. But over the years, look at to see how much sin we've seen in the pulpit and the events within the Catholic Church of molestation and everything else. There's a lot of problems in the Catholic Church. A lot of problems in a lot of the churches. So June went on to say these are spots in your feasts of charity he goes on verse 13 calls them raging waves of the sea foaming out their own shame wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. Now that doesn't sound nice, but he's talking about people that were coming into the church people that they knew people that were bringing in stuff. That was corrupt. And so then he quotes Enoch, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints. And verse 15, if if you haven't got an idea of what he's going to do, uh, look at how many times in one verse Enoch or Jude used to um, describe Enoch and what he's doing. To execute judgment upon all, to convince all that are ungodly, among them, of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against them. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lust. Their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's person in admiration because of advantage. And so you can be seen. And guess what? I got news for you, folks. You look at the House and the Senate up there and what they're doing up there and what they have been doing. You look at the House and the Senate. You look at their leaders up there and see how they've been acting even during Trump's reign. I've watched four years of nothing but corruption and baloney going on up there. I've seen people that would fit within the realm of the word fool that are up in your houses. And then, you know, uh, the Senate and and the House of Representatives. And I got news for you. And when you add on a lot of these knuckleheads over here in the media and all these others, and that's including uh, Microsoft and some of these others who think they're, they're correct in all this, I got news for you. We've got troubles in this country, and we've got division in this country. And if God was going to judge this country, I can tell you there wouldn't be one stick left. So while we're talking about the judgment on Israel, you need to look around. Because I can tell you a few other countries that are going to have judgment. Isaiah 32, 7. <laughs> I love these words. And there's one coming up that I really like. <laughs> but let's, we'll get to that in a minute. But look at, look at this. Verse 7 of Isaiah 32. The instruments also of the churl. meaning rude, surly, ill-bred person, deceiver, fraudulent person. The instruments of the fraudulent deceiver who is ill-bred is evil. That's his instrument. He devises wicked devices to destroy the poor with lying words even when the needy speaketh right. And there's one thing when you follow the judgment on Judah. Even by uh, Jeremiah, you'll find that the poor were taken advantage of. Matter of fact, you found, you will also find that justice had fallen to the ground. That the judges were taken payouts given to them by the rich. So they would not rule righteously. They would rule to whoever gave them their cause. Now that's what's happening in, in America. Because we have judges appointed by various people. And we know very well that Stacey, uh what you call it, sister, uh, was a judge in Georgia. And she wouldn't even give the people there that had the proof of the cheating going on in the election the time of day. And we, we see this all the time. We saw it during Obama's uh, rule as well. So... If you think that just because someone wears a a justice uniform or a judge and they're a district judge, a local judge or a federal judge, if that person is wicked and evil, it's no justice at all. It goes back to the same thing. They're all weeping and crying over people that broke into the Capitol over there. Well, I can tell you that Capitol ain't worth the powder to take it to blow to hell. If you can't find justice in the House, justice in the Senate, justice in Biden, you know, where he's sitting in the presidency, justice in your in your federal justice in your district and justice in your local courts. If you're not going to give out justice, there is no justice. And it also means that your capital that has history and and tells you where this thing came from is not worth anything anymore because it's all fallen aside. Because as our forefathers said, uh, this nation was meant for a righteous and a just people. So when we start talking about wickedness, when we talk about the judgment of Israel, we cannot depart from the judgment of nations today as well. And one of the nations that where we, as, as uh, uh, what we call a Judeo-Christian nation, have to understand is, guess what? We're at the point of the churl. But we're also, now, let me go through something about the churl. Rude, ill-bred, deceivers, and they use various wicked devices to destroy the poor. They would use deceitful promises to accomplish any goal they can. They they pinpointed the poor or those who have a humble estate. But see under Hezekiah's reign these kind of things were not going to be tolerated. See that's the difference between a righteous king and an unrighteous king. Verse 8, it says, but the liberal devices, deviseth liberal things, and by liberal things shall he stand. <laughs> so right now we call all the Democrats liberals, ultra liberals, ultra leftists. But that's not what this is talking about. The word liberal here is not to be taken in any way, shape, or form with our modern political word, liberal. Liberal means noble. Noble things. So the liberal in the Hebrew references, the they're generous. They're the prince. Willing-hearted. And in this righteous rule under Hezekiah, the truth would stand. And so would those who stood in it. They were truly noble, willing-hearted. But you see, in an evil rule, an evil kingdom like that of Ahaz, they classified evil things as noble. In other words... They call evil good and good evil. That's a common thing when we talk about an evil versus a righteous reign. Make no mistake about it. One has the blessing of God and the other does not. And you you will find this. Wherever you look. In scripture. You know Paul and the apostles. Peter and all the boys. You know all the ones who. Who had been with him. They saw. The wickedness. Of people around them. And they saw the plots. Every day. And we see the plots. We report on them every every week. That happens to some of the poorest of the poor. Who are Christians. In places like Bangladesh. And in India. In Pakistan. Throughout Africa. The tribal areas. And the tribal areas in. um, India as well. All over the world we see. People who put themselves up as a noble cause who do evil things. God doesn't do that. And in any kind of a a rule or reign, righteous rulers won't do it either. And righteous rulers are not going to be killing babies in the ninth month. They're not going to give full sway to those who want to kill babies straight out of the womb. Or babies who have, they tried to abort and the baby comes out alive, so then they kill it. In some places in this country, that is legal today. It never was before. But they changed the law. Before, if that baby was going to be aborted and going to die, it had to be in the mother's womb. Otherwise, if you pulled it out and killed it, that was murder. That's what the law used to say. But no more. And so you try to explain to God. while the women claim that it's their body. That may be so. But the child is God's. That ain't your baby. That's God's. You just happen to be the caretaker. You're the steward. Christians are stewards. And even you who are not Christians, you're still the steward of that body. But that doesn't mean you can just murder wholeheartedly. And this goes on to many other kinds of murder as well. When you murder the innocent. All this year, all last year, and even into this year, murder rates have gone through the roof in a number of our Democratic-run cities. They're liberal. Don't you love it? Liberal? But they're not the liberal that we see here as far as generous, willing-hearted. These are the ones who call evil good and good evil. God knows the difference even if you don't. And so that's why in this particular segment when we talk about righteous rain the big question is how many of you really know what a righteous rain is? Because you're willing you're willing to see people slaughtered in abortion Doesn't seem to bother you. America has a lot of issues. And within those issues. We can also turn. And we can see at the time. That Isaiah was there. There was a lot of issues. But there's one thing. Israel can thank God for. <laughs> and that is that Hezekiah was king at the time that Assyria decided to push through the entirety of their region and stop at the gates of Jerusalem. So America, if you're going to be invaded, if you're going to have an enemy, you better make up your mind whose who's God you're going to serve. Because I know about World War II from my family. And I know that if it hadn't been for American factories who stopped what they were doing and used our supply to produce the tanks, the planes, and the ships that it would take to win a war. The men went to war, the women went to the factories. They worked together for a common cause. At that time, the common phrase was, there's no atheists in foxholes, because they were facing death every second that they were there. And in their hip pocket was usually a small New Testament that had been given to them. This is not the America that we had before. And the leaders of your country, there's many of them that are liars and they're full of self-interest. They've been paid off. They've been bought by big money. Your judges are bought off, many of them. So if you think righteous things to come out of the Biden administration, you'd better think again. If you think everything's going to turn into a hunky-dory because you hated Trump or someone else, you better think again. Because your sins are before God and they're a stench. And the churches that are sitting around and they kept their mouths shut during all this time, you better think again. Because money is not going to deliver you. Your big churches are not going to deliver you. But that doesn't mean they're all like that. As we saw this last year, major gatherings of Christians standing up for the truth. We also saw the left coming out hating Christians conservatives and they even have talked now that they're going to be looking up and following and getting into the chat rooms and things of Christians and Republicans and Trump supporters and anything else in order to make sure they're not doing anything bad. Now all of this follows exactly what China is doing as well. And many other countries. You just sit there in your comfortable churches and be quiet and don't stand up, and you may meet the Lord before you know it, and it won't be in the rapture. It'll be because they'll take everything away from you and shoot you in the process. So, when I talk about judgment of Israel, you better understand something. The judgment of Israel has already been passed. Israel now is sitting over there. And God will watch over Israel. And her her tough things are ahead. She's going to face a lot of trouble up there. This is the time to wake up. This is the time to seek the Lord. But many Christians do not believe these things which I say. They do not believe that anything is going to happen. And they will sit willingly in some of these churches. Listen to stuff that has no salt in it. No anointing whose guidance leads them into the path of trouble. Father, thank you for your word today. May people awaken to the truth in Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the Powers of darkness, from the preaching, teaching, streaming of this word, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, Tower.
1: Okay. It's kind of funny how the liberal in the Bible is different from the liberal we have today. Ain't it? Yep. I like those liberals back then.
0: But the liberal deviseth liberal things. Now, see, our liberals do devise liberal things, only their liberal things are not what we would classify as righteous.
1: They're wicked.
0: (laughs) So there is a difference. Almost couldn't believe what I was looking at. (laughs) I know. Wow, I didn't know they had liberals. Did they have Republicans too (laughs) and Democrats? (laughs) We're going to have to look this out closer. I'll bet we will. (laughs) <laughs> I mean.
1: They didn't even know what Republican and Democrat was back then. Well, I didn't think
0: they knew what a liberal was, but.
1: It's funny how the things change over the years.
0: They do. So, at any rate, we got to get out of here.
1: Okay, well, thank you for joining us, everybody, where, whenever you do. Stay safe and warm, and in all your trials and tribulations, look up to the Lord And be thankful to him. He'll make a way for you. Good night everybody. We love you. And we hope the best for you in Christ.
0: Don't forget to go by our websites. At warn-usa.com dana-glynne-smith.com. Be safe. Look forward to the coming of the Lord. Pray for your family. And take care of them. And be careful. Good night, everybody. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of
1: The Warn Radio.